Hello, welcome to Shooting for Grand. I'm your host, Sierra Collins. These podcasts are designed to be inspirational for any showman shooting for grand on the county, state, or national level. Today, I will be doing a solo episode to wrap up season two, but I've also, I'm also going to do something that I've been wanting to do for a while. I am going to answer a few questions that I have asked the other kids that I've interviewed. I found my old Shooting for Grand notebook, which I'm going to be totally honest, I haven't really been using that a lot here lately, but I did find some of the questions that I've asked, mostly in season one, actually, but a few of them I have asked in season two. The first question is, what is my most exciting achievement throughout my showing career? I am very grateful for the opportunities I've had for success, but really, I think the one that is my favorite and really most exciting was when I had the Grand Champion Market Steer at the Oklahoma Youth Expo in 2019. It was incredible. I remember walking into the show ring for class. I was kind of nervous. Not really, though. And I won, and then I went in for division, and just went on from there to the Grand Drive. And then I remember uh, Paul Clapp and Bobby May were judging that year. And the year before, Paul Clapp had the showman actually slap her own steer while he held it. And that was really neat. And then the year that I showed, um, he had all the moms go out there and stand and then when he was ready to pick the champion steer he told Mary Lou I guess I don't know how he told her but I guess Mary Lou knew ahead of time and Mary Lou Oaks she went and grabbed my mom by the arm and led her up and I remember the look on my mom's face when she reared back to slap him and then he kind of fucked around a little bit and he did break my show stick (laughs) but i was just in tears and i was only in fourth grade i knew how big of a deal it was but i wasn't as familiar as i am with it now but i am so glad that i got to experience that and i will never ever forget it now one of my most disappointing moments i've mentioned this before and Tyler and Mason Allen's uh, episode, and it's when I was at Junior National Hereford Expo last year, and I was showing in showmanship that year. I didn't have a heifer to show in the actual show. I just showed in showmanship. I showed my sister's heifer, and I remember I went in. I made it out of my heat. I worked really hard to make it out of my heat every year. And then when I went in for the semifinals, I don't know what really happened. I just, I wasn't really showing like myself. I don't know if I got too cocky or what, but I didn't make it out of my semifinals. But um, after that, I was pretty disappointed in myself. And I, I've tried a lot harder and I feel like that's paid off. And I felt like I've gotten better at my showmanship skills. And so... I was disappointed in myself, but I feel like there's a difference between being disappointed and mad. Whenever I do bad, I'm just disappointed. But 
I try not to get mad exactly. And I don't know if there's really a difference, but to me, I feel like there is because I feel like disappointment will drive you to make you do a lot better. And so I feel like it's okay to be disappointed if you do bad. But if you get mad and talk bad about the judge, I don't really think that's okay. That was my most disappointing moment. And this is how I stay hooked in the show ring. It's really not that complicated, and you might laugh, but when I get nervous in the show ring, I pray. I just, I pray to God. I say, please help this animal to act good. Please help me to show well. Please help the judge to like my animal. It's just little stuff like that. And I feel like it all starts with not being afraid to talk to him because he will always listen. And I've learned that because I had a steer named named Maverick. He was my Tulsa steer last year and he got away a lot and we took him to a show in Stillwater and I was so nervous when I went into the ring and I prayed the whole time and he did not get away. He didn't even try to get away. He acted very good. And that's when I realized that that's what I need to do a lot of times. And so I've done that quite a bit when I go into the ring and I feel like it helps. It doesn't really help me to win. Just because you believe in God doesn't mean you're going to win every single time. I mean, he gives you those challenges and failures in your life to make you stronger. But if you pray to him, then he knows that you're listening and you have to know that he's listening and he will help you. It might not be then, but he definitely does have a plan for you in the future. So the next question is, What do I find most challenging, whether it's in the barn or in the show ring? Well, for me, I can go a lot of ways on this. I can think of it as the cattle industry in general, but really, I'm just going to talk about the challenges that I have every day in the barn. Really, obviously, one is uh, getting up every day and going over there. I love it to death, but It gets kind of hard, especially in the summer, when you have to get up at 7 o'clock every day and go over there. But notice that I said I have to. Um, I've learned over the past few years, and this is what my dad has told me a lot, I don't have to. If I have to, then I don't like doing it. But I get to. And I have really started thinking in that point of view. And I encourage other showmen to do that, too, because if you think of it as, oh, I have to get up every morning. Well, that if you say it like that, then it sounds like you don't like to do it. If you say I get to get up every morning, you might not like it every day, but that's just part of it. And it is all worth it in the end. And so that's why you should think from the point of view that you get to do it. You don't have to do it. And another thing I really find challenging is when we get our new steers in the spring from our sale, uh, just getting them gentled down. It's a huge challenge. You have to do all these little things to get them to trust you and maybe so you can trust them. And I know I say to never let your guard down, but I mean, it's great if you can at least trust your steer a little bit and know that if you go up to hold on to his halter, he's not going to do something crazy. And I'm just going to go ahead and give a few little tips based on what we do. And I know I am no expert in any means, but these are just a few tips based on what we do. 
uh, when we get them, we like to take things slow. We're not, we try to not be in a hurry. You know, we have to do a lot of little things. Like, for instance, if they try to pull back from you when you go up to grab the halter, that's, that. I mean, they do that. It's not a huge deal. But if they do it a lot, then their neck and the bottom of their jaw will start getting pretty sore. And so it's best to put, we put um, a hose, like we cut off a piece of a hose and then slide it on that halter. And then instead of the halter rubbing on them, it's the hose. And so that's not as rough on them because they can get pretty mean if they have a sore neck and jaw from where the halter is. And I remember when I had my steer from 2019 in OIE, his name was Smokey. there for a while I could not lay a hand on him without him going nuts but one day um my dad was doing something and my mom was somewhere and I decided to go up and mess with him I grabbed a comb and I gently went up I let him know I was there from his front end and then I just started combing on his back I combed and I combed and I stood there for a while and then the next day I could lay my hands on him and he would not be crazy. And I was really surprised that I had the nerve to do that because my parents weren't there to make sure anything was going wrong. And it might have been a little silly to do that, but I had a gut feeling that that was the right thing to do. So I grabbed a comb and did it and it paid off. And it's just, I feel like it's really important to pay a lot of attention to your steers to get them gentled down so you can show them well. And you just have to be their friend. It's okay to love on them a little bit, but not too much because you don't want to spoil them. My sister learned that last year the hard way. (laughs) But it's okay to give them a little bit of love sometimes. I like to go up to their head. I let them know I'm there. I kind of mess with their halter a little bit. And then I just, like, get my hand and I rub it on his head. I'm just rubbing my hand along his head. And so then he knows when I go to put my hands on his neck or head or his back, then he knows that I'm not going to hurt him and it's all going to be okay. And those are just a few things that we like to do to help get our steers gentled down. So a few of the goals that I have for short term and long term. For long term, I want to go to college. I don't know what I want to be yet. I mean, there's so many options My mom says that I can be anything I want to be, but I mean, what? I know it has to be something I love, but also something that's going to make money for me and my family. It's, I I know I'm a long ways away, but I know that it's also going to come up a lot sooner than I think, but I just know I want to go to college and have a family of my own and I want to have kids so I can teach them how to show and I want to have my own herd of cattle. I don't really know what it will be. It would be great to have some Hereford cattle in the herd. And really, I just kind of want to do it like how we do it. We have a little bit of everything. And for some short-term goals, my steers that we got in, Claire has two and I have one. I, I want to work really hard on them so I can do good at OIE and any other show that we take them to. I just want to get them gentled down so I can, like I said, like I can trust them, they can trust me, and I want to help my sister with hers, so, and I'll j- just work together as a team. My sixth grade year is 
almost done. We haven't started testing yet. We're going to start that um, either this week or next week. I have a goal to do good on that. So last but not least, um, some words of advice. No, just, I mean, I know this is really, you've heard this a lot, but never give up. I mean, seriously, just don't. You've heard it so many times, but yet we do it all the time. We just quit and decide that it's not good enough for us anymore. That's what I almost did uh, after season one was over. I thought, nah, nah, I don't really want to anymore. And I guess I was just, I needed a break, and we took a break. And then I got started with it again, and I'm so glad that I did. And really, this podcast thing is my passion. I I don't really know if I know that much about it, and I still have so much more to learn with everything, but I just know that I love it, and I want to keep doing it. I don't really have a place where I'm going to stop. Season two has been a great, I've had a great time with it. It's been such a fun ride. I The people that I've interviewed, it's just been amazing. I have learned so much from everyone. I have got to know, I've got to get to know so many people and I have just loved it. And I look forward to starting season three. I know we're going to take a little break, but I don't exactly know when we're going to start up on season three, but I definitely look forward to doing that. And I, and last but not least, I want to thank all my listeners, everyone who has supported me, everyone. And I can't say names because there's too many people and I'm afraid I would leave someone off the list, but just thank you. Big thank you to everyone who has supported me through all this. I mean, shooting for grand wouldn't be anything without you. I want to shout out a big thank you to my parents. Without them, this definitely wouldn't even be possible. Um, So big thank you to them. They always help me chase my dreams and achieve them. I'm so, so grateful for them. And God be with you as you shoot for grand. Thank you.